0: Well, we did it, boys. We've reached 200. This is Garage Logic Podcast number 200. We've achieved this on July 29, 2019. On this day uh, in 1933, 1975, and 1999, the latter two years where you were swimming on aquaside uh, protected beaches, it reached 98 degrees. And on this day in 1971, it was 47 degrees. I remember 1971 was a cool summer.
1: <coughs> You've already distracted me. Was it a cool, cool summer? Yes.
0: Bananarama? <laughs> yeah, 19, yeah, very uh, nice. Yeah. Friday cool, kid cool reference. Summer. Let's talk about urban America, boys. The, uh, the president of the United States uh, is bullying Elijah Cummings of Maryland. Uh, when the truth of the matter is, you could go to any... What I would like to see explored, and it has been by smarter people than me, uh, what effect has liberal policymaking had on cities the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings? Mm-hmm. it uh, You can go to any city in this country, uh, including Minneapolis and St. Paul, and you're going to find pockets of despair and poverty and violence and... A lack of proprietor, proprietor uh, a lack of a proprietary interest in property. Uh, you, you, you'll find unkempt yards and unpainted homes. You, it doesn't matter what city you go to. And, and rather than take on Elijah Cummings and hold him responsible for that in, in his particular area of, of Baltimore, where eleven fires were reported last night. Uh, I'd like to, uh, I just wish the country would awaken to something I've been saying for a long time. Uh, Families of color, uh, the left is not doing you any favors. No. They're not, they're not, they don't have your interest at heart. They're keeping you poor. If they had your interest at heart, they would be encouraging uh, entrepreneurship and responsibility and, uh individualism instead they just keep piling on more and more entitlement programs and more and more programs that that discourage that and so it's it's not just baltimore nine killed 32 wounded in chicago weekend shootings nine killed 32 wounded because wow. they had a very hot weekend in chicago wow nine killed 32 wounded and yet I know a family that went to the ball game yesterday, saw the Twins and the White Sox. You can go to any town in this country, any big city in this country, and you're going to find exactly what Trump is complaining about. And he's doing it so poorly and so meanly and so uncharitably that he, he is uh, uh, he's asking for it. He's well, that's, getting it. That's the shame of
2: it, because what he said isn't really wrong. He just isn't doing it eloquently well he's not he's not capable
1: he's not capable from the star tribune three unrelated shootings within three hours of each other early saturday left one man dead and four others wounded that's right here right here in our own that's right here right here and wasn't there another one saturday night too two men injured in minneapolis shooting early saturday are gopher swimmers Mm -hmm. yes yeah
0: Uh, over the fourth of july weekend in chicago
2: five people dead 63 wounded all right. Sir, so you're rooting for a lower uh, number of deaths, but if you have to go higher in shootings in Chicago, is that what you're kind of rooting for? I, I guess for? that's what I that one sounded like. I know. Elijah Cummings has uh, represented the uh,
0: uh, Maryland 7th Congressional District since 1996. Uh, he was born, I believe he was born, uh, in Baltimore. Uh, I have no uh, horse in the race with Elijah Cummings, Uh, but like many uh, congressional representatives who represent urban America, uh, he is a a, a liberal, but so is Betty McCollum, Uh, so is Ilhan Omar, so are mm-hmm. the congressional representatives all over the country the closer you get to the co- co- country's tallest buildings and that real crime here is that they're not they're not uh i don't know what elijah cummings is personally supposed to do uh but he's he's got a troubled par- portions of baltimore are very troubled
1: do you suppose these folks believe in their policies do they believe that this will lead to less poverty and for uh, people to pull up their bootstraps and get out and get a good job and not have to live in "quote unquote" affordable housing. But why? Do but they th- think do they actually believe in the policies that they're?
0: I can't imagine that they there. well. If they do, they're they're not they're not uh, cognizant of the fact that it's never worked. Right. Uh, How do they not see that it's not working? Ele- uh, authorities I mean, investigating eleven fires overnight in Baltimore's Edmondson Village. Uh, Baltimore City Fire and Police Departments are investigating a string of 11 fires that broke out in the Edmondson Village neighborhood Monday. Uh, I don't know, uh, there is no suggestion in this reporting that this is at all connected to anything having to do with uh, Trump and Elijah Cummings. Uh, but let's, let's, let's bring this closer to home. Uh, the 5th District, the Minnesota's 5th Congressional District, Was last represented by a Republican, a guy named uh, Walter Judd, uh, in—he served from 1943 to 1963. 43 to—okay, 20 years. Right. And then he was followed by Don Frazier, Martin Olaf Sable, Keith Ellison, and now Ilhan Omar— And I I just think it's a very reasonable uh, question to say to the residents of uh, the—I'm really struggling to put all this in perspective—there are great, great neighborhoods in the 5th Congressional District. The median income is 63 grand in the 5th Congressional District. Mm -hmm. But like any city in the country, there are pockets of despair and poverty and violence
2: and a lack of ownership. But I think we've seen it in Minneapolis especially. <laughs> the last decade, I know a lot of people that work downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. And they, they downtown are... Downtown Minneapolis they is are, the fifth
0: congressional district. They are,
2: they are trying to flee because of how bad crime has become.
1: I live in the 5th, and it's not a bad neighborhood. It's a blue-class working right. neighborhood. Right. A very, Your uh, particular neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. A, and as uh, people like to pat themselves on the back, a very diverse, which is, is awesome because we're all blue-collar no matter what color mm-hmm. our skin is. But we're being affected by this rampant crime um, that when my truck was broken into a couple of weeks ago, talking to the officers, they said... It's heroin. It's drug abuse. It's mm-hmm. people that are so crippled by drug abuse that they're going out into all these other neighborhoods and walking up and down alleys, hitting cars, breaking into garages, in some cases, breaking
0: into homes as people are sleeping so they can support their habit. With the exception of a guy named John Lind, who represented a, a Democrat who represented the 5th Congressional District from March 4th, 1903 to March 3rd, 1905. It was uh, always represented by a Republican beginning on March 4, 1883, with a guy named Newt Nelson. Uh, and then you were followed by Solomon Comstock, and then somebody named Kittle Halverson, a populist. Uh, Lauren Fletcher, Republican. John Lynn, Democrat. Lauren Fletcher, again, Republican. Frank Mellon Nye, Republican. Uh, Ernest Lundeen, Republican. George Ross Smith, Republican. Walter Hughes, Newton, Republican. William Ignatius Nolan, Republican. Theodore Christensen, Republican. Uh, Now we're getting into the late 30s, into the 40s. Oscar Ferdinand Youngdahl, Republican. Uh, And then uh, the uh, uh, Nelson, or uh, what's his name? uh, John Frazier got in in in, uh, 63. Uh, How long was Frazier in? 63 to 79. And then who? Martin Olaf Sabo, 79 to 07. (laughs)
1: Okay, it was during Sabo's tenure where things really took a dour turn in the uh, in, in the Riverside Cedar Riverside neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, which is it had always been a poor neighborhood, but it was the kind of neighborhood you could hang out and not worry about getting stabbed in the back. And now it's uh, you don't even drive through there seriously. It's
0: no, it's it, trouble. I'd even put. I'd even. I've said this before, and I still believe it. Uh, I'll I'll take my chances feeling at home in North Minneapolis more than I would uh, feel at home in some rural white communities in this country. Some small, some small, pocketed, out of the way white communities in this country. Uh, uh, you
2: came uh, up with that during the Jamie Closs thing. Yeah, I.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I, uh, yeah was, I, I'm not down. I I don't agree with that. That's fine. You don't have to agree. A- and with and me. I think
2: it's just because I've
1: spent so much time out there and uh I I understand these hillbilly morons and the the, the big problem I'm seeing in the outskirts is the meth problem yep. and what it's done to people.
3: It is ru- routinely it, the uh, 5th congressional district votes basically 70 to 25. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of
0: But what what machines. what has happened for goodness? How has this resulted in in, in any 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 improvement in some of the
2: neighborhoods where you have despair. Rook, on that, you have the voting totals I, right there I for don't, you? I don't yeah. think
1: it, it's done anything, Joe. No.
2: What, what's the percentage I, of voter turnout? I'm curious because I, there's a reason I want to ask that. Because he's saying 75 to 25. But I wonder how many people in Kenny's neighborhood or you know that live in his district are just saying to hell with it. I'm not even going to bother.
3: Yeah. Uh, basically, I don't have percent. About 250,000 voted for Ellison, 267,000 voted for Ilhan
1: but as you were saying such what have their policies done and a prime example is this this rampant drug use where people are crippled by heroin and all the other pers- uh, pharmaceuticals that they that they and, that, and that's that they hard to inject. pin
0: on a congressional representative
1: it is but instead of dealing with the problem, they go after the drug manufacturers, Mm -hmm. especially in this state, Mm -hmm. which the only thing that's going to do is drive all of our prescription costs up instead of dealing with the actual problem and getting people clean and giving them a reason to not do heroin.
2: Seattle is dying. You can pin it on these people. Watch Seattle is dying. Right. There There is an answer and there is a solution out there. But people don't want to work hard enough to achieve it.
0: Well, and 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 to think that you know you get you get these rulings from the salon that have nothing to do with facing the critical problems that urban areas face. No, uh, you know uh, where were we? Sacramento. You don't dare work on your car in your garage.
2: That's that's the least of your problems. Talk to a Minneapolis police officer off the record. There's a lot of them that listen to this show. I just did their job, yeah. and they're being told from above ease tension, don't worry about making an arrest, which is the the most bass ackwards way to 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 police. Well, Kenny mentioned it earlier.
0: One man dead, four more injured after three separate shooting incidents in Minneapolis overnight into Saturday. According to the police, the shootings are not connected. Early Saturday at one seventeen a.m., police located two males, both in their twenties, with gunshot wounds after hearing gunshots in the area of Second Avenue North and Third Avenue and Third Street North. Uh, they did not have life threatening injuries. There was one sole shooter who shot these two two individuals, said John Elder, uh, MPD spokesperson. Uh, Police responded to the hospital to obtain evidence and get preliminary statements. Thirteen squads responded to the scene to control the crowd, collect evidence, and talk to witnesses.
3: Were they talking? That's part of the problem, too. you got to talk.
0: Then Minneapolis police say a man in his 30s and a man in his 20s were shot near the 1,000 block of West Lindale Avenue North. That was at 321 a.m. Saturday. When they arrived, they located a man in his 30s with grave injuries. He died at the scene. A man in his 20s left the scene before officers arrived. He transported himself to North Memorial, uh, and his injuries were not life-threatening. They believe this was a, a confrontation between two people known to each other.
2: Should we draw our own conclusion there? Yeah, a drug deal it's drug deals yeah.
0: and then you have betty mccollum who represents uh, uh urban saint paul who's, who's still complaining that uh, uh police seeking a grant to get shot spotters along the green line are mm-hmm. are uh ruining her uh, her r- ruining the the, the, the image the, the, ruining the image that the salon dwellers have created for public transportation and she's worried that uh, that will diminish Getting future funding for public transportation if you have the audacity to point out that it's led to an increase in crime up and down its route, mm-hmm.
2: and it's proven. There's there's
0: stats that back it up. So we we have elected the wrong people in many cases, uh, including Trump. I I, I, don't, I can no longer uh, pretend that uh, uh, to to understand uh, what he's up to. He's uh, he, he's not he, he's uh, he's a he's a bully. He's just a bully.
2: You know the thought I had. Remember when did the Baltimore riots happen? When we were still on the radio. Was that about three years ago? Two uh, years ago? Something like that. Remember? You know who I want to run the city of Baltimore? Remember the mom? Oh
0: yeah. That grabbed her, her, her son yeah. and said, "What are
2: you doing here? Get out of here." Yeah. That's who I want to run Baltimore. Right. That lady. Well, the mayor of Baltimore herself,
0: a black uh, female uh, Democrat, uh, last year was was uh, critical of of certain neighborhoods and called them rat-infested and whatever. But a president of the United States has to figure out a way to go about this in a much smarter and charitable way. You can't just use your pulpit to bully the hell out of a, a congressman from the Maryland 7th Congressional District uh, without offering some, some positive uh, ideas. Uh, I have no idea what, what, where we are. But what Trump has unknowingly did or unintentionally has done is that he is focusing attention uh, on America's biggest cities, mm-hmm. all of which have the same problems
2: as Baltimore? Well, look at Bernie break him up, Sanders. Mm-hmm. He said he was calling out Trump for being a, for being a racist. Yet in 2015, he compared Baltimore to a third world country. There's mm-hmm. a quote from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Huh. And someone said, someone tweeted, uh, Byrne, remember this? And it showed his quote on, I believe, New York Times. I can't remember exactly.
1: You have to admit, though, Trump is saying in his own very clumsy way what most of, well, I shouldn't say most, but what a lot of Americans are thinking. He's just, like you say, being uncharitable and he's being. Uh,
0: loud and boisterous when he should use some class. Well, the class he could use is to get some people around him to help him address the problem that we've been addressing, which is the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to be led by uh, what is now becoming extreme progressivism. And how has that been helping these pockets of decay and despair and sadness and violence and lack of uh, proprietor proprietary interest in property and, mm-hmm. you know, right down to, you know, a, a can of paint would do wonders in some cases, you know. Uh, Freshen it up. But
1: uh, he's he's saying things that, oh, how do I put this? Um, y- you're calling him on the way he's delivering it, and right, well, rightly so, but a lot of people in the outskirts, country folks, are just saying, right on, you're absolutely right.
0: <sighs> well... That that doesn't uh, f- that doesn't get him off the hook for his behavior in this. He he needs to behave in a way that would be more uh, helpful than. But than, than that ship has he, sailed. I know. I know. He's never going to be. He's he uh, he lights these fires and then he goes on to the next fire and it's whatever Just comes stop. into his mind. And uh, and he's angry at Cummings because uh, Cummings has uh, been a vocal critic of the behavior of. Uh, people at the border and and so Trump goes after him for that. My point is the larger point is that this country needs to awaken to the fact that liberalism is not the answer. it doesn't work you're saying socialism is the answer Well no, that doesn 't work either <laughs> nope that well, doesn't that's work a either.
1: The liberalism now is approaching and is almost
0: socialism yeah. and if they had their way, it would be socialism. well we 've been drifting that way for a long time what's social security? that yeah. socialism to a certain degree something I'll
3: never see right they took it all <laughs> away from me <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's everywhere it's uh, it's not just baltimore it happened here over the weekend yeah it was just it was just a microcosm of what happened in chicago chicago's 9 dead 33 wounded here it's 1 dead four hospitalized in three separate would be cities.
1: interesting to see the count the body count on all of the major cities i like, like just pick the top 20 major
2: cities in the terms markets. of population and find out
1: what the shooting and death
2: rate was. Chicago over has a website. There, remember we were yeah. sent it. There, yeah. There's a website for the Chicago shootings. I don't know if it's still up to date. It's been a while. But since it'd, we it'd be in. fun yeah. to hear
1: New York, L.A., Dallas. You know the big ones. Well, New York, a big shooting Miami. over the weekend
0: in Brooklyn. Yeah. The terrible shooting at the Garlic Festival yeah. in California. Oh, God. F- Six-year-old kid gets
2: killed. Six-year-old
1: my little kid. town of uh, uneventful Minnesota, population half a thousand,
0: <laughs> nobody killed. Right.
3: Nobody even threatened. Well. Really? <laughs> Get off my yard. Just
0: one guy. I was watching, I uh, was trying to watch golf yesterday because Brooks Kepka and Roy McElroy were dueling. Uh, Kepka ended up running away with it. For all I know, Kepka could have been drowned in a pond, uh, and I wouldn't have known it because, uh, was it gross? C- no, CBS went to full-time, Channel 4 went to full-time coverage yeah. of that's uh, the probability of a tornado, and it occurred to me, my God, there, it's headed towards uh, Ecofund. It's headed towards the grunt <laughs> yeah. and Ecofund. I saw your right, tweet. Come oh, on, on, keep everybody safe here. Ecofund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. We would have heard they didn't suffer any damage, but Forest Lake was in the uh, was in the path of the uh, the twistus that eventually moved into western Wisconsin. Ecofund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. That's where I got my Bintelli e bike. They have a, a full line of Yamaha motorcycles. They also have scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles all the equipment and service department you could ever need. And uh, the Bintelli e-bikes are fabulous. With a Bintelli e-bike, you can pedal it on your own, use the motor assist to make pedaling easier, five different levels of assist, or you just use, don't pedal and use the thumb control and cruise up to 20 miles an hour with no effort at all. And, no, and take a test ride. Tim will be glad to set you up with a test ride. Uh, and no other store in Minnesota offers an on-the-floor display of electric bikes that compares to what you will see at EcoFund. And at EcoFund... You're not going to pay the outrageous prices they charge for e-bikes at the shops that exclusively sell bicycles. Mm-hmm. Uh, learn more at EcoFunMotorsports.com.
3: Carrie is the latest to pick up an orange Bentelli M1 fat tire oh, e-bike.
0: Yeah. Look at that. That's She's a cool color. Yeah, I that's like that color. color. Yeah, mine's bronze. I, I, I kinda You think, don't have the fat tires, though, do you? Uh, no, they're pretty fat, but not that fat. Yeah, those are the big ones. I did not imagine myself taking to the trails along the Superior shoreline.
2: That's just not my deal. <laughs> you could not go your style. You could go mudding with them tires, Kenny.
1: Oh, I was yeah. In one I form or another, um, uh, what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, tad bit distracted. In I, one form or read. another. <laughs> in one form or another. We've been discussing uh, the problems in urban America for ten or fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's led to our awareness of uh, ruling for the salon. It's led to our awareness of people wishing to uh, hold office so they can be important rather than useful. Uh, and And wherever these people have landed, I'm not seeing a great deal of goodness that follows. I'm just not right. seeing it, right. And it's not limited to Baltimore, and it's not limited to Elijah Cummings. So Trump would be on a much better track if he would if he could address this and say, "Hey, Americans, my fellow citizens." Uh, in, in those pockets of despair and, and disappointment and violence that we find in every big city in this country, and, and it seems to be a, a, you're invariably uh, you Americans are being represented by uh, extreme liberal thinking. And I, I really would, would advise you to wonder if, if that's getting you anywhere.
2: Was it Boston? The, the
0: We're the not going to commit crimes in Boston. I mean, but, you can rob a house now in Boston if nobody's in the house.
2: Mm-hmm, crazy.
0: What, what the hell is... Yes. Yeah. The DA will not prosecute uh, home break-ins if nobody's in the house. <laughs> Look it up. I ain't making it up. Nope. but He's trying to process that. A white,
1: very wealthy man telling poor people that Democrats aren't serving them is probably... Probably not the way to do it. It's going to fall in deaf ears. They need,
0: they need, they need Elijah Cummings to say it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they do. They need, they need a black person or a person of color or ethnicity to tell them, hey, the Democratic Party's not doing you any favors, and occasionally we see one.
3: They need their reverence at the pulpit I keep, to say, hey.
1: I keep thinking about Reverend Tim Christopher, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. who is probably a middle-of-the-road guy. He'll vote either party. Um, but he came in here and said, hey, look, these guys are not helping us out at all. <clears throat> they and, will and, not pay attention to crime on the north side. right?"
0: And, and black parents... Don't allow your children to be condescended to by some of these extraordinarily perverse school policies. To me, you're being told that your child is less than if your child is not expected to suffer consequences for poor behavior. Mm -hmm. What You as a parent should be outraged at that, outraged. They're saying to your child, your child of color, we don't expect as much. From, from Larry here, right. we don't expect as much because he has suffered for years and years and years of systemic racism. B as in B, S as in S. Yep. I expect as much from Larry as I do any other kid. And in the school system, that should be the policy, right. and it's not. Millions and millions and millions of dollars are spent. On what? On, con- on consultants to, that point out that, uh, well, you can't have a heavy hand. We have to be more understanding. Oh, well, no, you're ruining these kids' lives by telling them they're less than. They're not less than. They're as important and as
2: viable and as credible as any other kid. Tough love is one of the most important upbringings in a child. Tough but, love.
3: But think about, okay, yep. here, here's what they're spending some of the money on.
2: But, but, uh, but
0: let me finish a thought, okay, then okay, we'll get back okay. to it. Let me finish a thought. And, and and what? it is only leftism that has made it possible uh, to find it agreeable to take men out of the equation because you'll get paid.
3: Right. That's a disincentive. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a disincentive to keep the families together. Many black families are, are kept together, but I think you're being, if you send your kids to public schools, you're being poorly, poorly served.
3: Well, here's what I was going to say think about what they're spending the money on. Okay, in the summers, breakfast. Mm-hmm. You can get lunch at the rec centers, you can get uh, uh, snacks and so forth. They have all of those children there why aren't they uh uh, grooming them to follow the right path how are they getting how are because they're obviously the people that do those programs they're the soldiers they're with those kids they see it and they want them to succeed
0: i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure those kids encounter many good souls
2: who who are preaching to them that Come on, let's get no, your act together.
3: I, yeah, but then where do where do they
2: go astray? It comes down to home, it, as Joe said. It comes down to what kind of guidance is any child, white, black, whatever. What kind of guidance are they receiving at home? Because that's where it starts.
3: Well, you're right. It starts as a parent saying, "This is my expectation of you. Mm-hmm. I, I need you to don't get act pregnant. This way.
1: Don't yes. get pregnant at age 14. No, uh, you respect you your st- elders. You
0: statistically avoid poverty in this country by graduating from high school." and waiting to get married before you have a child, you are statistically—you statistically will avoid poverty. It's that simple. Graduate from high school and get married before you have a child. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as using birth control, and you will statistically avoid poverty. Uh, but but Trump's going about this in a manner that's way too ugly, and it's not—he he could start a really important conversation.
2: Uh, but he's not capable of but that. But it's at the point where he could start a meaningful ex- conversation, but it doesn't matter. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's too late. Um, because, because he's he, so polarizing. He
1: has brought up a number of issues. Remember the wildfires of last year? Remember what Trump said? They're not getting any more of our money until blah, 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 blah. Everybody jumped on him. Well, as it turns out... The forest system is being mismanaged, and Trump was absolutely right, but he delivered that message in such a a, a violent and angry and reactionary
0: method Mm -hmm. that people just completely discounted it. Mm -hmm. But he was dead on right. Yeah, because you're not clearing out the underbrush. There was a million. The the U.S. Forest
2: Service backed him up. Right. 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 Wasn't it Nugent that brought it up? Probably. Wasn't it Ted Nugent that first said, well, yeah, because you won't let us or you won't let the foresters do their work or do their job? Nope because of regulations. Are you aware of the latest uh, uh,
0: from the Department of Interior? What is the park I'm thinking of in Utah? Is it called Bears Head? uh and more and more of that acreage will be opened up to off-road vehicles oh yes well that's that's in keeping with trump's kind of thinking but uh, on that case i would say they're making a mistake why there are sacred grounds and uh much of it is already open it's i don't think my conservative uh principles are being violated by continuing to hold off a little of that park from from uh off-road vehicles. I don't think I don't think I'm you know, violating anything.
1: We come across closed areas of, of national parks like that in the winter, mm-hmm. and it's never a problem because we've already got bazillions of acres to ride in. And right. We see a sign, we we turn around and go back the other way. It's mm-hmm. like riding snowmobile in Yellowstone Park. None of my buddies really care because we've got all so much land to ride around it. Um, well,
0: I'm getting us off I'm getting us off the topic of urban America, but uh, 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 the, the, yeah the the, the ship is sailed. We're not going to get any we're not going to get reasoned conversation from this guy. you're, you're not. And, well
2: no, I guess what my point was, Joe, you might get that from him, but at this point it's too late. There are, but, the, the country's divided when it comes yeah to because
1: him. every little thing he says now, be it big or small, is going to get shouted down
0: mm-hmm. by right. the left. But he should have said, hey, Elijah, let's have lunch. Yeah. Olive Branch. kill him with kindness. Let's go. Uh, 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 let's have lunch, Elijah. You, you don't like you don't like the, the this administration's uh, border policies and I, I really think that you've got a lot of problems in your
2: own city. Let's have lunch and talk about Rook, it. Rook, what would have been a calming dish for those two to have at <laughs> lunch? Probably a nice sandwich. Yeah, you know, maybe a little used, sandwich, like a BLT. They used yeah. to do it, suits. Let's go
1: play around a round of
0: golf. Yeah, look, come on, Elijah. Come on. I got about eighteen golf clubs. I own. Why don't you come to okay. left and
1: right, screaming at each other yeah. all day long? Yeah. Then they go play golf, and, and that's where the real work. It's gets like wrestling. Done. <laughs> yeah, it's it's where the real work and that's where things get accomplished.
0: Well, we've. But we've, do you
3: think? Pardon me for interrupting. Do you think he would? take that olive branch or would he make it a grander thing? I refuse to go to the White House. No, he would take
1: it. Look at, he's talked to that nut in North Korea. He's he's, he's tried to deal with the idiots in Iran.
3: No, I mean Cummings.
0: Oh, okay. Or Cummings.
3: Would he say to Trump, yeah, no, forget it. I don't like you. I have
0: no idea. But it's clear that... uh, It's a good idea. The days of the right and left meeting each other and getting hammered at the criterion are long gone. (laughs) Long gone. Let's take a break.
2: Okay.
1: Say, GLers, there's a little one-stop shop with all of our favorite things located right over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You may have heard of them. Uh, I'm talking about the coffee grounds, uh, grounds, excuse me. Not only do they have amazing coffee, but listen to what else they have. And I love shops like this. Cigars, booze, wine, beer, meat, cheese. And on top of it all, you can order a heaping plate of biscuits and gravy. Yes. The coffee ground has it all. They have a huge walk-in humidor, an amazing variety of cigars. Need booze? They got it. They even have cocktails on tap. And you beer nerds, are you listening? Be on alert. They have their own craft brewery right there on site, K Point Brewing. Suge? Yeah. That's... Been assured that they can produce an IPA. (laughs) More than nine different beers on tap. Uh, They source their meat and goods locally. Locally sourced chicken, pork. Well, it's in Wisconsin, so of course you're going to get a wide variety of cheese. Uh, And we haven't even touched on their full-service restaurant, the coffee grounds. They serve breakfast, lunch, dinner, biscuits and gravy, pancakes, bacon, sausage, all the good stuff. That's just a small sample of what you can grab for lunch or dinner in the coffee grounds in Eau Claire. Uh, you got to check them out the next time you're rolling by. They're located just a half a mile north of 94 on Southtown Drive, right in Eau Claire. If you want to try the coffee now, and uh, I, I'm going to have to insist y- you do try the coffee, and I want you to order a few pounds from the CoffeeGrounds.com. None of this Maxwell House Folgers nonsense. Order it from the CoffeeGrounds.com, and we've got we've got a little surprise for you. Not only do we have a brand new GL blend, we also have a Crabby coffee shop blend mm-hmm. that I promise will have your hair standing on end <laughs> all the lived long day. And use this discount code GL20 when you order from thecoffeegrounds.com. Jump off the freeway, swing in, say hi to Eric and Julie, and tell them the Garage Logic Podcast sent you.
0: Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You know, I'm I'm following Trump now on Twitter. Oh, you are. Well, I I don't want for to for good or bad to, reasons, but I feel that I need to. Uh, he's just a nonstop tweeter. He is a nonstop more so, so than Pat, and he's hilarious more <laughs> than Royce. <laughs> and a guy named George Conway, who's Kellyanne Conway's husband is uh, notoriously uh, at war with Trump and writes some hilarious tweets. Uh, so uh, you can really get caught up in that damn Twitter world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Do you think George and, and uh, Donald just ever sit down and hang out? I, I, there's some. There's got to be a bit there somewhere, because how does she go home to that? Yeah. When she goes home, she's, there's got to be some winking going on.
2: There has What'd to you do be. Today? Or is it a no policy, I a no work policy at home? we don't talk about... Mary
0: Matlin and James Carville. Right. They got along famously. Right. These two must get along famously. I don't know how. This guy's an attorney, George Conway. Uh, I swear to God, he doesn't work. He just tweets all day long. (laughs) That's his job. I got to catch up on some emails. Mitch writes, just FYI, I caught up on podcasts last night and heard Kenny talking about Haybelly. That's a real guy. Just so you know, he's not making that up. I've never heard why they call him that. We've had other various nicknames for people out his way. There's Beaner Dolan, Pinky and Blue Boy Bitson, Blackie Bitson. Nothing to do with ethnicity. He married a girl his family wasn't happy with, but it's lasted around 50 years, so I guess it worked. Blackie is one of the most
1: industrious fellows you will ever meet. There is no problem that he cannot solve.
0: And he says, I'm sure there are plenty more. Just thought I should let you know he's not full of it, or at least not in this case. As always, the podcast is great stuff. I look forward to listening as I'm farming or cutting wood and such. Mitch Mitch Anderson. Yeah, no, seriously. Hey, Bailey, one of my uh, heroes. I love the guy. Whenever he's around, I always stand around and talk to him. He's so cool. Uh, Ben writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Listening to the July 23rd podcast, you discuss the horrors of what you can't do in your garage in California mayor don't shoot the messenger but this has been the fact of life in Wausau, wisconsin for over a decade really wasaw thinks they have the country's tallest buildings based <laughs> on our leadership's decision-making promises i'll keep my point limited to the driveway and garage you are not allowed to do any repairs on your vehicle on your property That car also better be registered that's not even allowed in your garage unless it's a collector vehicle. Don't you dare park on your lawn, not even with half your car. That driveway best be free of any need of repair as well. And don't have that camper at the house for too long or the city will come and make sure somebody's not living in it. This might not sound that bad, but they take this approach to every aspect. You nailed it when you said, as far as the city is concerned, we are just paying for a subscription to our property. Keep pushing back and good luck, Ben. Uh, P.S. I drive a truck for a living, and I'm always on the lookout for a pickup truck with a hillbilly wearing a straw hat, shorts, and barn boots. If I ever see him, I'll blow the air horn and try to startle that <laughs> ham right out of his hand. Please do. Startle that ham right out of his hand. Do we ain't
2: getting that ham. So Wasa has that. Did, they give a re- Did he cite a reason? No, I don't know. Wow. I've been to Wausau a number of times.
0: Yeah. It's, it's no big deal. No well, what do you guys think you are? You're not Paris. Jordy sent me a piece about uh, airline contrails adding to climate change. And he said, uh, there's a big piece that says, yeah, and it's going to get worse. So, but Jordy knows, good thing celebrities and politicians walk and bike everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Stein, Bill Stein, our friend up in Aiken. I love the podcast. Weather permitting, I sit and listen in the backyard overlooking Cedar Lake and play ball with the dog. Friday, the subject of wake surfing boats came up. From past experience, I detest them and wish to see them banned. Wow! And Stein is not a banned type of guy. No, he's but not. listen, right? A couple of years ago, Terry and I were having a quiet dinner on our twenty-four foot pontoon boat in a small bay when one of these things came by, oblivious to our presence causing a huge wave that hit us broadside, resulting in a 30-degree roll that dumped our dinner and drinks on the deck and would have sent our grill over the side if it hadn't been lashed down. Wow. Upon reflection, I remember the sage advice of my rifle team coach, Sergeant Stock. It's not the weapon, it's the nut behind the butt. In my 46 years on the lake, I've seen and participated in all manner of water sports and craft. These boats have the greatest potential for damage if misused. They should definitely be banned from smaller lakes and be restricted to the main basins of large lakes where the waves can dissipate. All it takes is one jackass who doesn't have a clue about seamanship or common courtesy to ruin it for everyone. I'm trying hard not to sound like the old coot sitting on my dock yelling, get off my lake. As a great one once said, see you at the fair, Bill Stein. Ah,
3: Stein is an academy grad. I'm a Cretan grad, and I had that same Sergeant Stock as a uh, teacher. Yeah.
1: You're right though he bills right you can really tell who the the novice morons yeah, are yeah. with these boats because I've been uh, been boating with my nephews, 14-year-olds, this summer, and I've been trying to teach them, you know, the, the
0: boat the etiquette. The rules of the world, road.
1: And I said, a lake is like a parking lot. It, it's a free-for-all, and you've got to watch out and anticipate virtually everybody's next move when you're behind the wheel. I, uh, and sh- you have to be courteous and stay away
2: from the fishing uh, boats, stay away from the pontoons, and stay the hell away from shore. Mm-hmm. I uh, shared with you guys that I was out on Lake Minnetonka, otherwise known as the largest toilet in the world uh, over the weekend. Did you
0: notice uh, hedonistic behavior?
1: I'll say. (laughs) Were there a lot of Milky Ways floating around the lake?
2: (laughs) Baby roots. You know, everybody, it, it astonishes me. And I knew this going in. I was out there with a bunch of friends. And what what I found amazing is there are some beautiful boats on that lake. You know, and I know they're not cheap. You know, we're talking fifty, hundred thousand dollar boats. I'd like to know
0: the percentage of the boats at Big Island on a summer weekend that are trailered
2: to the lake. That is exactly where I was going. Okay. So we go out to Big Island, just why not, right? Right. There was there had to have been fifty boats along the what would be the western side of Big Island. They're all tethered together. And I thought, why do you spend that kind of money to Drive it here and then park for six hours. I I just
3: do they can they stay on the lake overnight if they find some shore? If
2: you have a good question, I don't know if you have a slip, is that what you're saying? No, I
3: mean, can you tie up on Big Island and and I don't think so, I don't know, but stay on your boat.
2: What I would do is if I had one of those
0: boats and I lived on the lake, I'd stay at my own aquaside free beach. There you go, I'd have the kids swimming right there. I'm not not going to go over to where. You know, Tiffany and Biffy are taking a leak in the lake. I'm not doing that. Does that get rid of E. coli? <laughs> e. <laughs> Can Aquacide that get rid of E. coli? <laughs> Aquacide has been keeping uh, lakeshores free of weeds for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae. When I'm out on my uh, afternoon pontoon boat ride on Spoon Lake on the, on the good ship, good luck, I always know who uses Aquacide because that's where all the kids are. Boom. That's where all the kids are. The Aquacide products are easy to use and begin working right away. And Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, the water, and your family. So don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. There's no need to. Lots of summer left. Lots of swimming left. This is going to be a glorious week. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. You can call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Uh, Ryan, the garbage man in Wilmer, Minnesota. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Joe, on Thursday, July 26, you and the crew were discussing the use of natural gas. The sanitation company I work for uses natural gas powered garbage trucks. We also have some diesels, but the majority are natural gas. When my boss decided to make the move to natural gas, it was a no brainer. With diesel, it costs between three and four bucks a gallon. Natural gas is in the neighborhood of 25 cents a gallon. There's a slight power reduction versus the diesel trucks, but with newer, more sophisticated hydraulics and electronics, the gas trucks make up for it. With servicing 19 counties west, central, and southwest Minnesota, going to the gas trucks was the right move. Good luck. Sincerely, Ryan and Wilmer. I
2: didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Well, this is
0: the cheap energy that That Berkeley has taken away. a a guy
1: that started doing that in the 70s with his work truck. He, He had a big tank mounted... Right behind the cab, and uh, every truck thereafter, he always powered with natural
0: gas. Will you do me a favor? Tell me. Just grab my Wall Street Journal right next to my computer. I want to read you a letter, because I can't tell if it's real or satire. Sure. And we haven't played
2: real or satire for quite some time, so let's play real or satire. I have a quick question about the natural gas-powered vehicles, Kenny. Do you have a speed reduction or are you, are you limited with... I was At that age I was too disinterested to even care. Hmm. Know, all I know
1: is every single truck he bought, pickup truck, and I believe they were F-150s, he
0: converted to natural gas. Hmm. Berkeley's gas ban should only be a start. Real or satire we're playing? Okay, that's real. Uh, This is a letter to uh, the editor of the Wall Street Journal regarding what we discussed last week with the people in the salon in Berkeley uh, denying developers uh, in any new construction to use natural gas, uh, only electricity. Regarding your editorial, Berkeley bans natural gas, July 22nd, now that the Berkeley City Council has unanimously voted to ban natural gas from most new buildings, I suggest the council adopt the following additional measures. One, accept no power delivery from Pacific Gas and Electric or anyone else to any building unless said power is sourced exclusively from renewables, wind, solar, and hydro. According to uh, PacificGasandElectric.com, the company generates approximately half of its energy from natural gas and nuclear power generating facilities. These non-renewable sources provide backup when wind and solar can't do the job. Inform Berkeley citizenry that blackouts are the price you have to pay for responsible climate stewardship. Two, reaffirm Berkeley's nuclear-free zone status as per its 1986 decree and accept no nuclear-generated power now or in the future. Three, require all eight city council members and the mayor to lead by example in disconnecting any natural gas lines leading to their residences and immediately begin relying only on electricity-generated heat, hot water, and electric clothes dryers. Also, remove all existing gas-powered cooktops in favor of electric cooktop, cooktops and stoves. Finally, these lawmakers should boycott any Bay Area restaurants that cooks its food over an open flame. Randy Kelly, Cardiff-by-the-Sea, California. Real or satire?
2: One hundred percent real. Yeah, I agree.
3: He hits every single hot button
0: just to. uh, I might be satire. No, it's real. I'm I'm leaning satire, but satire is too perfect. See, you got to beat me over the head with satire. This is too. This could go either way. This could go either way. But I, to I me, the satire, the, to me, the satire part comes in when he lays down the gauntlet and says, "You council members need to disconnect everything and stay away from any restaurant." Yeah, I think it's satire.
3: I think he's smirking. I think so. Too. I do. I think so too. It's too perfect.
0: It's 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 just it's it's it's, it's it every every box is checked. I, I, I got to get something off my mind that bothers me. What? This is a Fox News report. Massive sturgeon sturgeon becomes urban legend in Minnesota. They're talking about the kids who yanked the sturgeon out of Minnehaha Creek last week yeah. in yeah. dyna is Does't urban legend imply that something is not real
2: that's all. Yes. Oh, that's an urban legend.
0: it never happened right, yes Well this isn't a legend. this happened We saw it. We played it. We played we, the we, video we, anyone can see it you. A massive fish has just become Minnesota's newest urban legend. Well, no, it isn't an wait urban minute, legend.
2: Wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe he's got his definitions confused. A
0: massive fish has just become Minnesota's newest suburban story or urban story, but it, a legend implies that, that, uh, that it's a folklore or a falsehood to me. After two boys briefly lassoed the monster, the population of Edina has been on the lookout for the monster. Some want to catch it to move it to a larger body of water, while others just want to catch a glimpse. So far, however, the fish has remained hidden. And then they go on to talk about the kids, uh, Owen Sanderson and Mac Hawkstra, uh 12 and 14 years old. And... Uh, but I, I just I, I I'm just allowing myself to be irritated by the fact that you're calling it an urban legend.
2: Urban legend is defined as a humorous or horrific story or piece of information circulated as though true, especially one purporting to involve someone vaguely related to or known to the teller. They laugh. So
0: th- they just. This th- is
2: the first time hearing about it. So I, 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 I did didn't, this
0: story come up in your absence? It, yeah. It, it oh, this was call. Huck
1: Finn and Tom Sawyer. These kids. I'm looking at the uh, the picture yeah. of it.
0: And they used a rope, and they lassoed him. Yeah, it? the kid got in the water, and the fish is thrashing around. The kid went under, and they're cheering like, him on. slipped that slip knot over the tail, and they did, and they yanked the guy up on shore. It's probably a female, seventy years old, and then they uh, they promptly put it back in the creek. Now the
3: DNR said officially, noodling is illegal, mm-hmm. well, which that's... is which is what they did, and they were not no, going to press any noodles. No judges. noodling is
0: when you go in
1: the in the mouth you stick your whole arm down their mouth and yeah. into their gullet and you pull them out like
3: that With catfish but, but a story i saw they they qualified that as noodling to get the word out that that's not a lot you can't do that because oh, they didn't want copycats right
0: is that okay well Again, words mean something, and this wasn't noodling. This was lassoing.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, I saw the video. I loved it. And the DNR, uh,
0: notoriously unfunny.
1: They they, they take themselves so seriously.
0: It was Sanderson who, uh, with the rope in his hand, ducked underwater, slipped the rope over the tail of the huge fish, and pulled it tight. After that, the video erupts in excited screaming from kids and the small crowd that gathered to see the fish splashing wildly as it's dragged up on shore. Uh, those kids did not harm the fish. It was a really a lovely story all Charming. the way around. And they weren't in their basement watching video games. They were out playing Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer, and they knew how to tie a slip knot. <laughs> the kid goes underwater. He sneaks it under the tail of that big sturgeon, and out, out, out it came. And now the DNR can't find it.
2: Right. But it's real. Fox News. It ha- it happened. Maybe they should have been playing video games. How about the 16-year-old, the Fortnite kid? Didn't he win a couple mil? $3 million? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, well, Kenny's Kenny, watching us. you got to turn the yeah, volume down, yeah. Kenny. There's a little bit of there's a naughty words. Some thoughts. of the kids get a little excited. Well, but, and
2: um, I would, too. So would I. <laughs> I,
0: I would, <laughs> you would have heard my voice among all <laughs> others saying,
2: Holy bleep! bleep.
1: <laughs> and then I'd go home and get a licking from my parents yeah, for swear, <laughs> swearing on
0: TV. Was well, that you? <laughs> the lava soap bar. <laughs> all right, we'll be back shortly. Stay, stay with us. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Susan Vanderstein writes, Joe, you've made a whole new segment out of the ongoing phenomenon of how man has lost touch with nature. I thought I would relay a story about how my two cousins and I inadvertently lost touch with nature on a trip to Africa. We found ourselves in South Africa in Kruger National Park, signing up for an early morning walking safari. Red flag number one, as safari should be taken in, uh, taken in from a vehicle for safety reasons.
2: They did it on foot.
0: As we gathered, we were oh handed about 85 pages of release forms, red flag number two, oh. that we happily signed as we ooed and awed over Mother Nature. We were sternly told by our guides, each toting 12-gauge shotguns, red flag number three, to stay in line and watch their body language. Lastly, we were told that it was okay to photograph or film the animals, but that if we were going to get into a situation where there was any danger, please put the phones away and stop filming. I thought, who would keep filming if there was a situation? As we trekked by watering holes observing the birds and beautiful animals, our guide suddenly stopped us and shouted at us to hide behind a tree. I dutifully kept filming as we were charged by three rhinos. It was an amazing sight to see as I hid behind a tree that was about eight inches in diameter. (laughs) What a crazy and wonderful experience. And my cousin brought it up to me the other day as an example of how we, good old-fashioned GLers who should know better, lost our relationship with nature even for a few minutes. Also, I am reading a gentleman in Moscow as per your suggestion, and I'm dreading the day I finish it as the writing is absolutely uh, beautiful. Uh, lastly, I'm willing to be the official interior designer of GL so we don't have to consult Rookie in such matters or hear <laughs> stories of vintage chair boxes and rummage sales. <laughs> yeah. Love the podcast and always listen twice. Susan uh, Vanderstein in uh, Duluth.
3: In case you don't catch it the first time. She's
0: the owner and designer of Kitchy Gammy Design Company.
2: What was that?
3: Kitchy Gammy?
2: hmm Kitchy Gammy. Did you guys experience bad weather yesterday? Uh, just rain, but nothing, nothing serious. Yeah, I was at the farm. It was just all day rain. Mm. No drama.
0: St. Paul had no drama whatsoever. Nothing? St.
3: Paul had some heavy rain at about, what, 9.30, 10 o'clock? Yeah,
0: not much. Not but much. It,
3: I, not, nothing really bad.
0: I got out to Lake Minnetonka for the 10,000 Lakes Concours d'Elegance. Oh, you did on the big uh, broad uh, lawn of uh, right, uh, right between downtown Excelsior and the lake. How how is attendance these days? Still strong. Fantastic. Good. Was uh, Tom there? No. The most interesting vehicle I saw. Have you ever heard of a Western flyer? No. Uh, look it up. Re, uh, get a picture up. Uh, on Western that. flyer. It, it's a uh, it it's a primitive uh, RV. When was this? Yesterday. Yeah. Years. Oh wait, is this a car show? That's cars, boats, and motorcycles. They do everything. But you have to be invited. You have to apply and oh, then see if you get invited. Oh, boy. What did you call it, a Western? Western <laughs> Flyer. But uh, it was uh, not the Western Flyer. Uh, the wagon. Wagon or a bicycle. It was a big bus uh, called a Western Flyer. And it was just, uh, just the, well, you're getting closer, Rook. There's some buses that I guess are called Western Flyers. This was had to be from the 30s. Uh, and it was oh, just cool. one of the neatest looking Boy. things I've ever seen in my life. There's a band, there's a boat, there's mm. a. Uh... So it's a You're conver- getting closer there, Rip, in the middle row on the left. It was just like that, right there. there. The no on the left, that one right there. That was. That so was it's an RV?
2: It's a converted well-order. RV? Yeah, f-
0: yeah f- the way you did it in 1941. Yeah. Mm. It, it looks like something you'd seen a Lucille ball. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It? it was just extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, and that's a show I still go to because at that show, I invariably see something I haven't seen before.
3: Hmm. It looks like a Wienermobile.
0: <laughs> Including you a guy who does. had a 1939 Chris Craft discovered at Wawa Sea Marine, the third, the third Chris Craft dealership in the country, 1939 Chris Craft, that had never been in the water. What? He just found it and he found it. And wow. Still has the original upholstery, the whole thing. Well, he so was well cared bit. for. Yeah, he's not putting it in, is he? I don't know if he's putting it in the water. There was too many people lined up to talk to him, so I didn't wait to talk to him.
3: Does uh, Anderson and John uh,
0: Lee Anderson and John Allen
3: Allen do they know about that? That would be something they would both desire. Their sure
0: their stuff is so much more exotic than a Chris Craft. Would but Joe, wouldn't the wood be so shrunken up that it would just sink to the bottom? Apparently had, had great. People? Apparently had great
2: indoor storage. Oh, may amazing. I ask a really dumb question? You may. What's the appeal of having a boat that's never been in the water? I'm just curious because I don't well, know I, much about it. Wouldn't you love to find
0: a, a you know a 1938 Bugatti that had never been driven? I suppose.
2: Yeah. But isn't part of the charm of the boat? using it well for all i again i should have waited and talked to the guy you okay what, as as pat said, Hey, you know what reporting it what it used I to be i got his name i'm right. gonna call
0: him I, I know i was a bad reporter i'm a, a bad reporter i have a
1: 10 foot um parker's prairie um boatworks rowboat i know you do i've tried that, to buy it from that uh, has not been in the water since tom finished it right um, but i don't know uh, of its life before tom got. would it accommodate an outboard motor It's a 10 footer, Joe. Oh, 10 foot. Well, three horse, something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I think you're thinking of the Lady of the Lakes. That's I guess the I al, That's the Alexandria boat. I guess I am, boat. yeah. This and is this Parker's Prairie? Uh, yeah, the 10-footer is Parker's Prairie. The Lady of the Lakes is Alexandria. And that one, yeah, you can put a three-horse on it. No problem. Hmm.
3: As Pat said to Joe, and he was at the the height of his uh, his boat restoration, mm-hmm. do you ever go for a ride? <laughs> yeah, got out <laughs> of ever gonna. take it out for a ride? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Must be that was pretty good. Well, I was forbidden from taking kids out in it because the
2: boss thought it was going to always blow up. (laughs) Why is this thing invite-only, I'm curious. Well, because it's
3: to be in the show. You can go go walk. Oh, you can buy a ticket.
0: I'm sorry. uh, Well, you can't. No, I can't. No, you can't. Most (laughs) of us
3: can. (laughs) Look at this old thing. What is this?
0: This is an old truck. Where'd it go? You can get this off the screen now. This does listeners no good. I know. This does listeners no good. Because that's uh, yeah,
2: the radio flyer,
0: mm-hmm. Western flyer, Western flyer, Western flyer. Gotcha. I got a good friend of mine in San Diego who's been uh, hectoring me about uh, can he get BTS, uh, oh yeah, uh, big time sports auctions to help him with a great event he's putting together on behalf of the boys and Girl Scouts of San Diego, and he's going big time. He's got a he's got NFL tickets, he's got Broadway plays, and. He's, He's completed been here. really intrigued by uh, big-time sports auctions. But they're right here in Minnesota and pretty much limited to Minnesota. It's it's hard for Steve to ship his stuff out it to San Diego. Cost, it would yeah. be
3: cost-prohibitive.
0: So if you're setting up your event here in Minnesota, you need to contact big-time sports auctions. You know, unless you want some uh, restaurant giveaways and some little wine Cozies, uh, why, why don't you do it right and get big-time sports auctions and just show up with about 15 of their wow-factor sports prints or 10 to 15 famed prints of Minnesota's favorite sports figures? You can do that with big-time sports auctions, and best of all, it doesn't cost your organization any money up front. Big-time sports auctions takes a percentage of what the items sell for, but your group keeps the rest. Uh They come out, they set it up, they set up the bid sheets, they'll collect everything. When you're done, you just take credit for a wonderful event, no matter what's a church event, a golf event, whatever charity imagination you have, this is the place to call. Call Steve at uh, Big Time Sports Auctions at 612 718 Three He'll customize a set of items for your event, bring them out, set them up, collect the money, and take care of everything. Go to btsauctions.com. That's btsauctions with an S dot com. This should, uh, this should be uh, appealing to uh, uh, Kenny, the former traffic uh, imp- impress- impresario.
1: Uh, flack, I use the word flack. Flack's more accurate. Or numbskull.
0: Slow drivers could be fined for hogging the left lane now on Minnesota roads. Oh, Is that
3: effective August 1st? Yeah, or? it starts Thursday.
0: Okay. The new law requiring Minnesota drivers to go hands-free starting Thursday has received lots of attention. There's been a, ser- a slew of news stories and social media posts reminding drivers they can't have a phone in their hand while behind the wheel. Another law takes effect Thursday. It prohibits slow drivers from hogging the left lane. Technically, the slowpoke law isn't actually new. Minnesota has long had a requirement uh, that slower-moving vehicles use the right lane and allow others to pass when practicable, said Lieutenant Gordon Shank of the Minnesota State Patrol. The law has just been modernized to account for today's traffic, Shank said. For example, it comes with a $50 fine plus court fees. Uh, If you think that's a license to speed, think again, Shank said. The law doesn't permit drivers to exceed the speed limit. It's really about maintaining traffic flow. Traffic moves most efficiently when everyone is traveling at about the same speed, which cannot be above the posted limit or faster than conditions might allow. So, uh, all this does is get, uh, Get uh, granddad over into the right lane. Yeah,
1: and it's all for naught unless the uh, law enforcement
2: enforces it. Well, it, it, not to it, mention it, it doesn't allow you to speed. Correct. You have still no, to stay. No, up. It, it has
0: still nothing on. to do with speeding. It has to do if if it's a sixty-five mile an hour speed limit and you got somebody in the left lane going fifty. Right. I've
1: always contended though the left lane is for passing only. I don't care if you're doing a buck ten. Mm-hmm. If the right lane is open, get your ass over to the right. Yeah, lane. I,
0: I'm a right lane
1: driver when yeah, all, when absolutely. Absolutely. When all is practicable. I came out of con- uh, the construction zone last night in Alexandria, and uh, the guy behind me uh, paced me about four or five semi-lengths back, and he stayed in the left lane, going the same speed as me, but like I said, five semis back, all the way till St. John's, Joe. Really? And uh, we approached St. John's, he got over in the right lane, and he exited. Virtually Everybody that had to pass me first had to pass him, who was squatting in the left lane. Really? Unbelievable.
3: The whole trip. Uh, <laughs> Unbelievable. On your phone deal? where you finished?
1: Now, I've got a news item for Suge. Well, let me just, we're talking traffic.
3: Um, on your the hands-free deal, did you see there's a stipulation in there that allows you to have your phone inside your scarf? That is allowed. Yeah. So some Or you hang it from your hat.
1: You you stuff it up into your hat so it hangs there. Well some of our friends but, that have
3: recently arrived have it in their yeah, headgear.
1: Right, right.
3: But they are they're allowing that. That's not hands free. You have to touch your phone.
1: Yeah, you have to
0: touch your phone and put right. it up there. Right. Hmm. I got Bluetooth. I don't want to mess with it. Pat has a or I don't like to deal with my I da- can't tweet with it.
1: My dad has one of those German cars, mm-hmm. and uh, he, his wife, and his wife's son cannot figure out how to hook up the Bluetooth. They actually have to call Germany to talk to one call of these crowds.
3: No, his dad's looking for the wires. How do I hook this up? Nobody
1: can figure out how to make the Bluetooth tooth. Excuse me, match up with the phone. This is from St. Paul, Maryland Avenue to go on a road. Oh, yeah. Ramsey County will reduce the number of traffic lanes on a second stretch of Maryland to study whether safety might be improved there for pedestrians and motorists. Mm The street, also known as County 31, will shrink from four to two traffic lanes between Arkwright and Payne Avenues. Mm-hmm. Officials plan to make the change later this summer or fall. The stretch of Maryland between Payne and Johnson uh, Johnson Parkway all underwent a similar reduction last year after a pedestrian fatality, reducing the number of lanes often called four to three conversions or a road diet.
0: I'm just so opposed to stopping for pedestrians. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that I want to injure anyone, and I won't. But I, it's just so. It, it just the
3: brave ones that just go right out there without even looking. You know why they do that? Because that's what the law says. The law
1: stipulates you have to stop for pedestrians in. A crosswalk
0: well of course you don't I would.
1: you don't have to stop for them standing on the side like right. like everybody in Minneapolis does or if you're in Minneapolis you see a guy 10 feet away from the, the curb they'll stop for
0: them too I told you my my favorite story is uh, I'm on a motorcycle one time well you know within the last few years when this law was in effect and uh, two young uh well in early 20s women uh gave me what fors I didn't stop for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was nobody coming towards me and there was nobody behind me. So I'm thinking you can wait 10 seconds. Yeah. And then I hear their gibberish. So yeah. I went around the block and I came back <laughs> no and I said, ladies, let me explain something to you. On two wheels, I'm much safer moving than I am stopped. You could have waited 10 seconds without giving me your, your nonsense. But you they had no sense of motorcycle safety no, or anything. No. And, and my point was that I don't want to stop and make myself vulnerable on a motorcycle. Right. Absolutely. So so I that was my lesson to them. I doubt if they took it to heart.
1: But how can they act so put upon pedestrians, that is. They're entitled. By hesitating For 5 to Mm -hmm. 10 seconds. What is the big deal? You're not
0: crossing a freeway here. It's not going to take you 30 minutes to get across the road. And they're all hypocrites anyway because they got a Chevy Suburban at home and they're not stopping for anybody. (laughs) Who are you kidding? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, these people at Minneapolis, they they will stop for pedestrians that are 10,
1: 20 feet away from the street. And they
2: give them the wave. Yeah. Yeah. Go go ahead. So that
3: pair of pedestrians didn't exactly... um, embrace you with your information
0: they didn't thank you no i walk every day yeah. <laughs> i was giving them good advice and they didn't take it we'll be back in just a, a little bit here well, let me find that one here yeah you need to hit something I got her. yeah
1: towsley motorsports proudly carries polaris off-road vehicles perfect for your next outdoor adventure Towsley has the perfect Polaris model for you, whether it's an ATV or side-by-side. Polaris' hard-working, smooth-riding vehicles are perfect for the farm, trail, hunting, and virtually everything else. You'll enjoy the innovative comfort, durability, and handling you need to tackle tough terrains like high ground clearance, independent rear suspension, and my favorite, contoured seating. Stop into Towsley Motorsports, conveniently located in White Bear Lake in the corner of County E and Highway 61, and then get set up with an amazing off-road vehicle from Polaris. Warning, off-road vehicles can be hazardous to operate and are not intended for on-road use. Polaris adult models are for riders 16 and older. Always wear a helmet and be sure to take a safety training course. Towsley Motorsports, selling fun since 1971.
0: This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Say, we neglected to give a big Garage Logic shout-out to a woman named June Fremont, June? a 97-year-old Woodbury resident who was one of the first ever female Marines. Oh. June Fremont. So, hello, June, and uh, God love you. You're a great living American. I'll say. Mm-hmm. What years did she serve, does it say? You don't get
1: names like June anymore.
0: Uh, by the end of the war in 45, more than 18,000 female Marines had served, including 820 officers. The women served in non-combat roles and worked primarily in clerical position. Uh, doesn't say when she was in, but God love her. She's pictured here in the uh, uh, Star Tribune with her uniform on at the age of 97. Mm. So uh, thank you to June Fremont. Yeah, you don't hear June much anymore. No, here. no more Junes, Great. I'm going to continue to express my amazement uh, at the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, they've got it figured out. Oh, yeah. Yep. The, the the marketing alone, they've got it figured out. The, the uh, Many of the local news sites, <laughs> this happens to be the uh, TwinCities.com, the St. Paul Pioneer Press, uh, they've accommodated the fair by releasing... The fair just released its new beers and drinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and so I glanced at it, thinking, "Well, there will be five. New. It's it's one, wow, pages nine drinks? pages of new beers that's how big the story is yeah. nine pages you don't think this fair's got a grip
2: on the on the consciousness yeah. of this state 5 years ago when we started doing the beer show out at the state fair it was longer than that 7 years ago there were a few it's now you you can't even keep up with how many different beers are out at the state fair none of well i'm sure some of them are appealing to me but as i as i go through and look at the list
0: i you know they you know who we have to vote? Cotton buy? Candy Cream Ale? Nope. no. Nope. Nope. Cotton Candy Milkshake IPA? No. Nope. actually sounds pretty good. Shut up, Chris. God <laughs> almighty. <laughs> Dreamsicle Hard Malt? Elderflower Wheat Ale? Oh, you're going to the... I saw Lemon Drop Shandy
3: at Giggles, and that sounds all right. Lemon juice and honey, so it's kind of a... How long, that's not can, how we're doing it.
1: How long can this go on, Chris? I mean, the bottom's going to fall out eventually, aren't there? There's breweries... In every single little town across the, the oh, state. Oh, you're,
2: you're saying the saturation point the for... The whole
1: thing. Is, I think... It's, it's, it's about to crash.
2: Yeah, I, I I do think some of the smaller areas... What well, we just saw are uh, up in Brainerd. Uh, Jack Pine's still healthy, but I forget... Gull Dam went out of business. So if, if you're a brewery that's just starting up, and if you're if you don't have a really dense population in your backyard for people to come to your brewery, you might be in trouble. Well, as I've previously noted, I reject any of these if I if I
0: struggled with the, uh, the the graphics so that I can't even figure out what the name of it is <laughs> on the can. You're just so wrong. <laughs> Here's one twosie two Lulu Lucky. <laughs> That's a Surly product. People Watcher. The oh. pomegranate bubbly
2: mojito. No mojito. No. Uh. Well, because what's making a big a big push now is the canned cocktails that a lot of these craft breweries are also doing. So you mentioned the mojito uh, because the, the the spiked waters are are just thriving right now. Where in the hell do they sell this stuff? Oh, I see. They they Ballpark give the... cafe giggles. I bet all those places uh, have this stuff. Toasted pumpkin seed
0: ale. I guess you can no. get that at the uh, campfire grill giggles. Uh, oh, it tells you here where you can get them all. But you want you want to look it them. up. You can go to the website of the of the uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press. How many are there? I'll tell you how many.
3: Fifty. Fifty three. Holy
1: crap! What kind of prices are we talking, Chris, for a glass of uh, some of
2: that? About ten bucks, I would guess. For a glass of beer? Yeah. Get well, am I going to be crawling out of there we're, after one? We usually stick Joe for about fifty bucks a show when we're out there. <laughs> If I yes pay, you
0: do if yeah, I do
2: <laughs> if I pay ten dollars for one glass
1: of beer, you better call nine one one when I'm done with it. <laughs> right. I better be on a stretcher. Right, you
2: better be. One beer? Well, it's seven eight bucks for a Coors Light. Are you bleeping kidding me? Haven't you bought a beer at the fair in Hell the last no. couple years? No, yeah, because Joe always, always does. does. Or he's <laughs>
3: got Ripple Peg and Pink or whatever it is. Or. <laughs> Peppermint Schnapps. Bring bottle a, of
1: Phillips. Bring in a jug of Philip Schnapps. <laughs> that's and what that it is. Slurp on it.
0: You know, <laughs> it's, it's been noted uh, in many uh, news gathering sites that the world's smartest dog has died. I saw that. Yeah. And my question is how in the hell do you know that's the world's smartest right, dog? Right. Uh, this dog was taught 1,000 nouns by a guy named John Pilly a professor emeritus of psychology at Wofford College. I think that's kind of unique, too. It's Wofford. Get it, Wofford? And this was a border collie. In this bo- He taught this Border Collie to understand more than a 1,000 nouns. Bet you the dog killed himself. In, t- in
3: 2004. <laughs> Overload. Master, stop. <laughs> Master, no. In
0: 2004, Pilly started an experiment after reading about a dog named Rico who was taught to recognize more than 200 items. Pilly bought a black-and-white Border Collie from a breeder in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and he named it Chaser. For three years, Pilly trained her four to five hours a day. He showed her an object, said its name up to 40 times, then hid it and asked her to find it. He used 800 cloth animal toys, 116 balls, 26 Frisbees, and an assortment of plastic items to ultimately teach Chaser 1,022 nouns. Uh, Chaser died uh, last week at the age of 15. She had been living with Pilly's wife, Sally, and their daughter, Robin, in Spartanburg, uh, home of uh, the Marshall Tucker Band. Uh, Pilly died last year at the age of 89. So uh, I guess I'm supposed to believe this was the most, uh, the smartest dog in the... Would this, co- would this dog go get the cows? I don't know. Because that's,
1: uh, on the country, that's our determining factor. If you can say to your collie or your dog, uh, go get the cows, and the dog takes off out into the pasture, not knowing where they are, and brings them all back to the barn, yeah. that's a smart dog. And Ch- you hope that dog
0: never dies. Chaser understood that words have independent meaning and understood common nouns as well as proper nouns. If Chaser had 30 balls, she would be able to understand each one by its pronoun name and also as a part of a group of objects. She learned the theory of one too many and many to one, which is learning one object could have many names and many names can apply to one object. Uh, Greg Nelson, a vet in Valley Stream, New York, said humans are learning that animals have a deeper understanding of the world around them. People have always been under the belief that animals respond to commands based on a reward system, he said, but they do have a language among themselves, spoken and unspoken. Pilly told the New York Times uh, five years ago that the big lesson is to recognize that dogs are smarter than we think and given time, patience, and enough enjoyable reinforcement, we can teach them just about anything. But still begs the question, Rookie just lost a dog. Do they hang around out of love or they're just looking for their next meal?
3: Boy, uh, they're always looking for their next meal. That's what I think. They're always looking for the next meal.
0: I got very worried yesterday uh, when those tornado warnings were said to be headed towards uh, Forest Lake and Chisago and Hugo. And I thought, mother of God, save Grunhoffers. Yes. Save Grunhoffers and Eco. And
3: you also thought, we need to bring these people in from the bus stops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like AOC.
2: Right.
1: Uh, I did I'm talking little, about. Uh, did a little garage grilling yesterday. Such I, I saw way.
0: that, uh, and you said, is this acceptable? And I said, no, that was an example of garage boredom. You were grilling a brat with I, a propane torch. <laughs>
1: I grabbed a long screwdriver, standard yep. flat edge, sure. w- wiped it on my pants. Yeah. Oh, clean. Of course, it was clean then. I think There was clean that. I think I previously used it to clean some battery posts or sure, something. Sure, it's all right. So, there's an icky yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: did you eat it? and <laughs> from the I had shop. some
1: leftover brats from Grunhoffers in their fridge I had cooked them up the proper way the night before and I just grabbed one and it had that angle to it oh, so it I did. just straightened it up yeah. I speared it with the screwdriver <laughs> fired up the propane <laughs> oh, torch and sat there for five minutes uh, reheating it. It, it had, had pretty a,
0: good, to tell you the truth. It did. It, uh, and he's usually eating
3: hot dogs and things raw, so it at least had a, you a,
1: a flavor to it that I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah. It, it, it was. I wiped it was it off of my as
0: pants. we say in Minnesota, Sick. it was different.
1: Uh. <laughs> it was different. Spencer's,
0: Spencer is rather inventive, but I doubt if he'd approve of the propane no. grilling. Right, right. right. Grunhofer's old fashioned meats on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it. Uh, ribeye burgers made with all ribeye steak, uh, uh, hickory smoked salmon, pastrami made in-house, beef bis- briskets and beef tri-tip roasts, mm. and the uh, the coolers and coolers and coolers full of 130 different pork brat flavors. That's what you, keeps you coming back. Yeah, because you all got your uh, uh, brackets going for your summer grilling. Uh, beef brats, chicken brats, uh, jerky. It's a, it's a meat bazaar. Sweet and it's, a bazaar. B-A-Z Sweet A-R. it's a bazaar. B-A-Z-A-R. It's a bazaar. It's a meat palace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a meat castle. Meat palace
3: sounds kind of weird. It's a meat mansion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, the, all the guys there that Spencer works with, they're all professional meat cutters. They'll tell you uh, their secrets and uh, advise you on how various meat should be cooked. And uh, you just can't go wrong. It's become a its become a GL clubhouse. And thankfully, uh, I have not heard from either uh, Spencer uh, or Tim at Ecofund. Uh, both Grunhofer's and uh, EcoFund survived the blast yesterday. strong. Still still
1: Grunhofer's easy to find. Just look for the giant GL
2: sign yeah. out front. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It really is. It's really neat. GLers are meeting each other there. Did you get your propane tank at Fratz? I don't <I've>, you, can <laughs> yeah. fr- you can at Fratz. Oh,
3: yes. just go get a little mini grill at Fratellone's Ace Hardware no, Store. No, 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 go, go. go.
2: Mike, uh yeah, those grills are really nice and everything, but Kenny told me to get a pro- propane yeah. torch. To cook And my- I need a <laughs> big flathead screwdriver too.
1: <laughs> so are you saying I'm doing it wrong, Ron? No, Perfection. I think you're doing yeah, it right. <laughs>
2: so. Just don't cook a rookie burger like that. He's the thrifty griller. Yes.
0: All right, boys.
2: Hey, that was 200.
0: That was number 200.
3: We survived 200.
1: Mm-hmm. Thecoffeegrounds.com, when you order the GL blend or the Krabby Coffee Shop blend, which will... Like I said, have your hair standing on end all day long. Dark roast? Yeah, it's a very dark roast. Uh, Be sure to use the promo code GL20 for a tidy little discount. Does that apply to us? uh, I believe it does, yeah. Thecoffeegrounds.com.
3: Thanks, Kenny. Garagelogic.com is where you can find your GarageLogic home for the podcast. Some of Greg Holcomb's creations. What's on Joe's bookshelf? Possibly you missed a podcast? Well... Go back and check and make sure you listen to each and every one and then give us a little rating on iTunes. Garage Logic podcast version. We'll be back. We've broken through the 200 barrier. Woo!